listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Before we go into 2021, of course, you guys know we've been um, talking about this. We've been dealing with how we're preparing ourselves uh, to run in 2021. And the Lord gave us that um, that uh, verse of scripture that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run, not grow weary, walk and not faint. That's going to be our story in 2021. We're going to run with new momentum, be very impactful, very fruitful. Uh, the crooked places being made straight, and we're going to build speed. But as we looked at the story of Elijah in uh, 1 Kings, we saw that he did something very specific before he ran. The Bible says he gathered up his garments or he tucked his cloak into his belt. Um, and so what was he doing? Preparing himself to run. He wasn't going to be tripped up, wasn't going to be stopped. And so the question we've been asking, what can we do to prepare ourselves for 2021. How in this month of December can we gather up our garments as it were? Can we prepare ourselves to run like we've never run? And uh, we've been dealing with some of these things. And we, of course, on Monday of this week, if you missed that broadcast uh, about your blind spot and moving it out of the way, you've got to go back and listen to Monday. But we've been dealing with these thoughts. And then today, something very, very interesting uh, if, as you saw in the title, we're dealing with eliminating chaos, establishing order to win, eliminating chaos and establishing order to win. And so I'm going to deal with, and Carolyn and I are going to talk about three things that are directly affected when you establish order in your life and you eliminate chaos from your life, which has to be done. Remember this. It will never happen automatically. You know, one of the things um, I was thinking about recently, and I wrote a little bit about this uh, for the new book, but nothing just comes into order by accident. You know, it never happens. Order is actually established uh, by an external force. You know, if you guys don't know this, there's a law, which is the second law of thermodynamics. It's called entropy. And basically all it says is if left untouched or unchecked systems will go into disorder or disarray, not come into order. So I always use this ex uh, example because it's easy for people to understand. If you went to the beach and built a sandcastle on the shore, you might put all these details to it. You might have one of those buckets that looks like a castle on the other side. So when you dump the sand out, it even has the little spires on top of the, of the castle. It looks very ordered. It looks very nice. Uh, remember, we used to go down to Virginia Beach and they had the sandcastle championships where they would have those huge. They do that in Miami here. Yeah. And it's like they have these huge, elaborate sandcastles built on the beach that look unbelievable. 
Um, and we used to go down and check them out. But you know what was always interesting was when that was over to go down and look at the remains. Smash it. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> but to go down, well, that's what happens. You go down and look at the remains or like four or five days after it's been done. What happens? The thing that happens is the wind continues. The, the tides go in and out. You know, water's washing over the sandcastle. After about a day and a half, it just looks like huge lumps of sand on the beach. There's no detail. And they were left unchecked. Why is that? It's the law of entropy, which is if you don't maintain constant order on something, it will just evolve into chaos. And that's what if you stayed there, you know, by your sandcastle and continue to fix the parts that the wind blew, if you continue to fix the parts, you know, that the water was washing away, it would stay in order. But if you don't, it goes to chaos. The same exact thing is true with anyone's life, anybody's life. If you don't keep a handle on what it is you're trying to keep in order, it will automatically evolve into chaos. Yeah. I'm almost convinced though that people, it's like they, you know, everyone gets used to something. You, you kind of can talk yourself, you know, it's like, and just an example, like in your house, there's a hole in the wall. Well, it bothers you at first for a while, but then eventually you just kind of live with it and it's okay, but it shouldn't be there. You shouldn't have a, a wall in your house that looks like, you know, destruction has happened. But I, I feel that way a lot with people have learned to live with a chaotic situation or disorder in their home, in their life, in their mind, in their thoughts, in their body, that it's almost like they talk themselves into settling for chaos. And that's not what God's plan is for you. And it's definitely not what the Bible has set up for you on your path of life. God is a God of order. As you can see, (laughs) we learn that a specific thing was made each day when creation has. He didn't just flippantly say, well, we're doing it this way, this way. Before he even started day one, he had a plan set up for a way of, of order in this world and the way things were supposed to be. And so when we live out of that, that's why we get that unsettled feeling and we want to rip our hair out or we feel overwhelmed and then it changes, you know, everything that when you're out of the way that God has things set up feels like it's spiraling out of control, whether it be, you know, things, even natural things, your house isn't clean, the kids, you know, rooms are messy, you know, different things I have to deal with like that. I just said that this morning I walked up to the loft and I was like, this is insane. When we get home, you're cleaning this area because it feels chaotic. I'll even use that word to my kids because I don't like that feeling. And so you have to learn to deal with it in that moment and not let it be something that you have just relaxed with. Right. Because it everything that's not in God's plan for your life will grow a nasty root and it makes it way harder when things are buried deeper in that root. Same with fear that you talked about yesterday. You have to get it at a little stage. You don't wait until things are get to the point where you've had enough. Have enough at the little at the beginning and make sure that you have it the way God's supposed to to give to you because it it says in, um, is it John 14, I think 27? something like that in the 20s, about how 
Peace is a gift. He's given us peace and the world can't take it away. So if you don't have peace in your life in order, like we're going to be talking about today, then you've handed it over. Mm-hmm. You've, you've taken the gift that Jesus gave you because it clearly says it's a gift I've given to you and the world didn't give it. It's a, you know, it's, it's, this song is based off this verse and the world can't take it away. Mm-hmm. So if there's something you don't like in your life today that needs to be changed or you feel like there's no order that we talk about, don't hand things over. Right. Don't hand this stuff over to the world. We're separated from them. We've got nothing to do with them. We're not supposed to follow their rules. We're not supposed to be like them, look like them, breathe like them, talk like the world. And so peace is one thing that's a gift that's given to us that we need to hang on to. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. John 14, 27. 27? Peace I leave with you. Mm-hmm. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So as my wife said, it's a peace that he gives to you. And we're going to deal with that because as number one, and I'm going to give, we're going to give you these three today. One of the areas um, where chaos versus order uh, affects you is in the level of your peace or the area of your peace. You know, peace is I, I just wanted to know what it was like to have a Zoom camera on you. I don't get one, so I just... You're about to get I one. I just wanted to see what it was like. You're about to get one. How does it feel? It feels amazing. To get the close-up. Miss, listen, Man. give it to me again. Wait, it, oh, it feels amazing. Sorry, I'm interrupt you. I was no. just looking at you like, man, mm. one, you're good looking. But two... Man, just feels so good. That ISO shot. You know what it is? It's like, get everyone else out of my shot. I know. Give me. The, I wanted to know for a moment what it was like. Give me the camera. But now go ahead. I've I'm got sorry. something to say. You're such a powerful teacher. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you felt to interrupt me. <laughs> you came for my glory. <laughs> you asked you me You know to what? Be on. Write it down. Hold on. <laughs> Christmas list. Great. Carolyn's Here it goes, Christmas Tiff. list. You'll get a delivery here in the next Solo couple of days. Solo camera shot. We're going to put it in your stocking. There it is. Hey, if Miracle Word's giving out Christmas gifts, hey, I'll take it. You're getting it. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> your very own solo shot, your own ISO shot. It's coming, folks. I want the neck up. Check up from the neck up. It's coming in the next week or two weeks or so. As soon as we can get that camera in this studio, she's getting her own solo shot. It's like, shoot. Give me that solo shot again. Stay out of this. <laughs> and so, the Bible. Give it to him about <laughs> peace, babe. Give it to him. The, the Bible says that peace, not only is it a gift uh, from Christ, but when we're talking about order versus chaos, you know very well, if your life is in chaos, It steals your peace without question. Chaos is never linked to peace. Chaos is never linked to peace ever. It's always linked to anxiety, to fear, to depression. Uh, You know, when people's lives are in chaos, it brings them back to the worst place they could possibly be. And that is a fear of ending in destruction. And so nobody, I mean, think about it logically, right? I mean, nobody wants a chaotic life. Nobody wants to have a life that's 
um, filled with no. uh, elements that give you anxiety. You know, people, it's That's what nobody I'm get stuck in it. No, you know, people might be like, well, I'm spontaneous and I, I just like to not know what's coming. Nobody in reality likes to live I mean, their I like life that way. I like surprises too, but there's a limit. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Cause you know, but, but remember this, when we talk about, um, Benita said switch chairs and then this will be your ISO shot. Um, you know, remember this, when we say I like surprises, remember this, it's not fully a surprise because we already have the expectation that whatever the surprise is, it's going to be good. So it's like, Hey, I want a birthday present, but I'm not going to give you anything. Just surprise me. So we know that it's a gift. You don't want to say that to everyone. Right. But I mean, the, the point I'm making is it's a gift. So you understand that it's, it's going to be something that someone who loves you is doing for you. So the outcome, even though you don't know what that thing is, you know, the outcome is going to be good because they love you. They want to get you something that's going to make you happy, but nobody loves ultimate chaos, which is, I don't know what's coming in my life. Good, bad, ugly. I have no idea. I have no idea what my out of control husband's going to do when he comes home. Is he going to beat me? Is he going to leave me? Is he going to, you know, spend all of our money on gambling? You know, nobody likes full out chaos where you don't know what's going to happen in your life. You know what it is? It's the opposite of having security. Downsizing. Is, is there, it's like, you know, if you remember watching the office, everybody at the first season was worried about downsizing and nobody knew it was going to happen or not. So what was happening? People were nervous. People were getting their resumes together, downsizing, <laughs> but no, nobody, no, job security is huge. You don't want to keep going to work every day and wonder if you're going to keep your job, if you're going to have a job, if they're going to lay you off, if you're going to be fired. Nobody wants to live with job insecurity. Everybody wants a stable life. Stable means chaos is out and we have order. There's no stability without order. And that's what God wants for us is order, not chaos. Remember this. Order is of God. Chaos is of the devil. Order is, in fact, I want you to write it in the comments section. Order is of God. Chaos is of the devil. Chaos is of the devil. Orders of God. And so when we have order, and of course, I want to have Carolyn read Isaiah 26 here in a minute. When we have order, it produces the kinds of things that God wants in our lives. When we have order, it produces the kinds of things God wants in our lives. And the first thing we're dealing with is peace because order will produce peace in your life. Without question, it produces peace. I'm going to have uh, Carolyn read Isaiah 26. What, what is it? Verse three. Yeah. And this is how you can talk. Excuse me. Back to me. I'm talking. Thank you. <laughs> Get her an ISO shot. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, this is how you can talk yourself out of what God has for you. That's a gift and that's best for your life and how it's supposed to operate because you can go around this whole, nothing's perfect. You can't be perfect. There's no perfect this. There's no perfect that. But the word of God uses the word perfect in this verse. So it goes to show you, you can live in perfect peace. It's not a non-translation I'm reading. It is not something we've made up. It says in Isaiah 26, three, 
you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and whose thoughts are fixed on you. Mm -hmm. So if that is where your mind is, if that is where your thoughts are, are on him, on his word, daily, you can have perfect peace. That's right. Because this world, once again, and I say this world because as you can see now more than ever, there is a division between light and dark. I mean, if not more than ever clear. now, I mean, it is so clear. So the world will tell you, you can't have your cake and, and what's the saying? Eat it too. Eat it too. You know, you can't have perfect this. You can't have a perfect marriage. This is going to happen. You can't have perfect this, but that's not true. You can have perfect peace and live in perfect peace, but there's something you have to do. Right. You have to keep your mind. See, there's you, the key. Yeah. There, and that's how it is all throughout the Bible. You've got to do this and operate in a certain way to receive what's in your covenant. That's right. To receive it. And so you guys are going to receive this today. You're going to have a month of perfect peace. That's it, Donna. Perfect peace. Put it in, the, just like Donna wrote in the comments, put it in for yourself as well. Perfect peace is my portion. Perfect peace is my portion. I love that Carolyn brought that out because... It says it's not going to be everybody that is kept in perfect peace. Notice who it is. Those whose minds are stayed on you. Talking about God. Those whose minds are stayed on him. So notice what that means. If your mind is stayed on him, that means that you've made a disciplinary choice to keep your mind in the place it needs to be in order for uh, chaos to be gone and order to be established. As people do that, they only read half of a verse. There are so many verses in the Bible that say, you'll have this, or this is going to work out for you. But then you have to read past the comma, past the word and, and figure out what, who's it for? Right. How can you have this? How, is, is it in Romans or Hebrews where it's like all things work Romans together? Romans 8, 28. Yeah. All and things people, work together for good. But see, people do this. They stop. They stop there. They stop at this verse. But afterwards, it, there's, it says. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to all his right, purpose. So right there. Love God. And, and that's an called. action. So you have to finish reading the verse and figure out how I can have God's best for me. Yeah. How can I have what he says I can have? Right. And in here, you can live in perfect peace, but you have to keep your thoughts, your mind, and what you say on his word mm -hmm. to have it. That's exactly right. Notice all things aren't going to work together for good for everybody. Right. It's for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And of course, we know what Jesus said in John 14, 21 he said, those who have my commandments and keep them, it is he that loves me. So love is not uh, something that we define. Well, I love him. Well, if you love him, the Bible says you'll keep his commandments. Love is specific. It's very specific. So what I want you to see, as my wife just said, is that this peace, did you see how the scripture teaches that peace requires order? You know, isn't it, isn't this amazing that, you know, we have all these different things that people may teach on in the body of Christ and all of them, many of them are very important, but people will treat messages on joy or messages on peace 
like they're somehow secondary. You know, like, well, you know, he just, that's just a little, uh, you know, message there about peace or a joy. But did you notice that when Paul the Apostle, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is defining the kingdom of God in his letter to the Romans, he says in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not what we eat or what we drink, but it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so how in the world are you going to minimize joy and peace when they make up two thirds of what Paul said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And there's people that, you know, they minimize peace or they'll minimize joy. And then you've got the body of Christ suffering. They've got, you know, many people depressed, many people anxious, many people more than ever suicidal, you know, even during everything that's going on right now in the world, my family back in West Virginia, they know people who took their own lives because they were so fearful of what was going on during COVID-19 and the, the pandemic. And so here's a, here's an example where people, they can't deal with the anxiety and the fear of what's going on in the world. Now, I bet peace is important now because see, it's when it's the, obviously the enemy is not just there to make you nervous. He wants to steal from you, kill you and destroy you. And he's not satisfied until you're fully dead and destroyed. And so fear has an end goal. It's torment. The Bible says fear has torment. Google that because I don't know the exact reference of that uh, verse. Fear has torment. But I want you to understand, the devil doesn't just want to torment you, he wants to kill you. So when we talk about peace, it's not some little thing. It's not some tiny little side message to the gospel. It's one third of what the kingdom of God is made of. <laughs> Righteousness, peace, and joy. And when the devil tries to come in, notice what he does. Tries to use chaos. Tries to use chaos to bring you into fear. And to bring you into depression or anxiety. I've heard this said, and I don't often use like acronym things because sometimes they're hokey, but I will use this because I heard, um, I've heard this, uh, preached on fear as an acronym, false evidence appearing real, false evidence appearing real. Do you realize when people are fearful of things that haven't even happened yet? I mean, think about how crazy that is. That you go to bed afraid of something that hasn't even happened to you. It may not have even threatened to happen to you. It's just part of your imagination that you've allowed your mind to be stayed on those things. And so because you have, and that's what you've been dwelling on, now you've got fear in your life, which brings torment. There it is. 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And so understand, if you've got your mind set on things that are uh, causing you to be fearful, you're tormented. Your life is tormented. And that's chaos. I, I refuse to live in torment. I want you to put that in the comments right now. I refuse to live in torment. I refuse, but see that, that verse in Isaiah 26 brings us back over into the new Testament book of Philippians, um, chapter four. And it's interesting because there's so many passages of scripture 
Old Testament to New, and you can see parallels. You can see parallels of what was said in the New Testament and back to the Old. And it seemingly, you see a connection here between uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7 and Isaiah 26 uh, and verse 3. Did you want um, me to go to Philippians? That's yeah, you have it. I have it open, yeah. The Bible says, Philippians chapter 4, listen to verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But, but notice this, notice this. I'm going to jump back to verse number four and guess what you're going to see. You're going to see once again, just like Isaiah 26, things that you and I are required to do so that the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard my heart. What do I got to do? I jump back to verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You see that? Let your requests be known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So let's break it down. Number one, rejoice. Number two, uh, don't be anxious. Number three, pray and, and make supplication. And then number five, uh, thank God or engage in thanksgiving. So right there, five things in just about three or four verses that put us in position to have the peace of God that passes all understanding guarding. Notice it doesn't happen accidentally. My heart and mind is guarded by the peace of God. When I bring things into order, how am I bringing them into order? Rejoicing, praying, supplicating, thanksgiving. You see that? When I bring my life into order by doing those things, notice what has to leave. Fear has to leave. Torment has to leave. Depression has to leave. You see that? And so... Excuse me. Go take a seat. You're not helping. You guys are fighting. Mom had to step in. Thank you. Why I oughta be family, seated. Family ministry. <laughs> we're taking, we're taking this. See what Carolyn just did? Eliminated chaos in the studio. I was feeling it inside. And brought order. <laughs> perfect. What a perfect illustration. Perfect illustration. Chaos has now been brought under control and order has been established back in the studio. So understand there's always something that you have to do. Always something that we're required by responsibility. If we're going to see chaos eliminated, it won't happen automatically ever, ever. But when we do this, it brings number one, peace and peace is important. There's nothing you're going to do outside of peace. If you're tormented, think about this. It's a paralyzing, uh, factor. You know what? I thought this was an interesting illustration and I'm going to use it even though I don't even know if it's true or not. (laughs) But I've been told I'm no, I'm no, uh, zoologist, but I've been told you might be probably watch like a YouTube video on it last night and now I'm not a zoologist, but (laughs) I've heard this, that obviously we know that among lions, 
It's the female lions that do the hunting, right? The lioness. <laughs> Can you just stop? <laughs> Carolyn, you're a lioness. Stop! Just... <laughs> Make me laugh crying. I don't have a tissue up here. I'm crying. <laughs> she asked me to be on. I don't know. Y'all want you know why him I to focus. You to be on. Why? I need my line of <laughs> All I can say is if you know, you know. If you don't, we're not going to teach you that right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. <laughs> Can I please have a tissue, Maddie? Bring the line up. <laughs> <laughs> you can be in it. I don't care. You've already been in it this morning. <laughs> oh, man. I'll take one of those. That made me laugh. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> That's right. Ed said suddenly chaos invaded the broadcast. Oh, man. Hey. What comes after uh, peace in the Bible verse? Linus. Righteousness. Peace. So, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and Ron, joy in the Holy uh, Ghost. Ron That's Canoli. the kingdom of God. I just Don't see you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? This is derailing quickly. Um, so. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> Peace in God's kingdom. Um, and so <laughs> we know it's the lioness that does that. <laughs> Just stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> yes, Ari, clean up on aisle three. <laughs> oh man uh, what's so your point the, the we're the hunters <laughs> the female the female lions listen aj i still may or may not listen to ron cannoli <laughs> at times there are certain songs she has a huge ron cannoli poster on her ceiling um so the female lions do uh. the hunting but i've heard it said that there are times that the male lions or the 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 alphas, if you will, of the of the pride, will stand on an opposite area. Their roar is so loud. And I honestly, once again, research could completely prove me wrong. But they, I've heard it said that the older these lions get, these alpha lions, <clears throat> they'll begin to even lose their teeth later in life. The older male lions, Just like humans, and they, uh, their roar though becomes more and more ferocious and, uh, they'll stand in one area and they will roar, you know, ferociously and it will drive the prey away from the roar back to where the female lions are waiting, uh, to take them out. And <clears throat> whether that's true or not, I've got no idea. Do your own research, <laughs> buy an encyclopedia, but let me say this. Whether it's true or not, you just gave a whole thing well, of like. I do know that the females hunt and that the males roar. So, you know, 
But seriously, no, that, that, that's something that I'm sure we could verify after 20 or so years of research. But I, I heard it said by a trusted zoologist. No, I didn't. But that they, that actually what, it, what happens is when the prey hears the roar, it's actually not the thing that's bringing the threat that they're running from. They're actually running, retreating into a threatening position, a deathly position. And I heard it said by that, the preacher that preached that, if we would just understand that that's how the Bible says that the devil is, he goes about as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He has no teeth. His teeth have been taken from him by Christ on the cross. He has no ability to, to destroy you. He has no ability to take you Don't out. Do you remember that boxing match between Jesus and the devil in Carmen? the ring? Yeah. It's the standard. So he got beat. Got popped. He has no teeth. We need to bring back all these old things. <laughs> we should the air best. old Carmen videos. Yeniel said, what's funny is I follow and understand. <laughs> it's because she's part of the victory tribe, everybody. But understand, you don't it's run. It's to laugh, guys. <laughs> you it don't causes run. peace. Amen. It does. I agree with you. I'm at total peace. Me too. Number two. So peaceful we can end this right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number two. Just kidding. Number two. The second area. Yep. <laughs> the second area where chaos steals from you and order uh, actually protects you is the area of productivity and increase. And if that's something that we're believing God for in 2021, productivity like we've never had, increase like we've never seen it's going to have to stem from order and self-control in our lives. I found it interesting too, that in the Old Testament book of Genesis, um, when God saw those pagans come across the plains uh, and start to build the Tower of Babel, that was such an interesting story to me because when they were building the tower that was going to be a tower into heaven, uh, some say a tower dedicated to the heaven, it was more of a a pagan religious practice. Uh, some historians even say that the top of the Tower of Babel uh, was was like a zodiac uh, style construction, and it was worship of the stars or the heavens. And God saw their pagan practices, but He said, "Look at these people. If they're they're so in unity, they're so of one accord that if I don't go down there and confuse their languages, listen to what God said." they will accomplish anything that their heart desires or they put their mind to. Now stop and think about that for a second. God's the one that said that. He said, now these aren't Christians. These aren't God-fearing people or God followers. These are pagan people. And they're building the Tower of Babel and God looks down at their productivity and says, if I don't go down there and bring chaos into their order, their evil order, then guess what will happen? They'll accomplish anything they put their mind to do, put their heart to do. That should show you what order does. Yeah. That should show you what happens. With unity, how powerful it is. Yeah, unity is so extremely powerful. I mean, that's why the devil, I mean, why do you think he fights so hard to bring division in the church? To bring division among believers, whether it's racial division, economic division, political ideology division, whatever. Why do you think the devil works so hard to bring division into the church. It's because he knows firsthand 
what division and what chaos does to a group of people, to a body, even to a family, even to a relationship. He knows exactly what division does. And so he fights to insert it everywhere that he can. Because the Bible says that division is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's a, there's a verse of scripture that I want to show you. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up. Division is so demonic. Listen to this, James three, this popped into my spirit just now. James chapter three, listen to this verse 16. The Bible says, and I'll actually go back. um, No, let's read that one. Verse 16 for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Do you see that? Where, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every evil practice. Because that's, what, that's the thing that brings division. I hope you catch that. That's the thing that brings division, is selfish ambition and jealousy. Self-centeredness. What, what is the kind of love that Jesus represented to the body of Christ that we're supposed to walk in? Selfless love, preferring the other above yourself kind of a love. Love your neighbor as yourself kind of a love. And when you get into selfishness, everything should be about me. They should live to please me. They should talk to, to make me happy. Everything should be about me. When you become self-centered, selfish ambition, jealousy, the Bible says it brings disorder and every vile practice, or as the King James says, every evil work. And so every evil thing stems out of this area of selfish ambition and jealousy. I love, you know, the Bible also says, because it would stem from the same place. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Well, what, what is the love of money? Selfish ambition. I want to just continue to grow. I want it to be about me. I want to hoard up. Notice There will be disorder and every vile practice. One of the things that brings division in a group of people faster than anything else is selfish ambition, selfishness, jealousy, pride. And pride is what it all stems from. It all stems from pride. Selfishness stems from pride. And so you start to see this, that if we want to see productivity and increase in our lives, what's going to be necessary. We're going to have to have that kind of order that God's talking about, not disorder. Notice God used chaos and disorder against his enemies. You know, he did the exact same thing. And you, uh, you dealt with this, um, a couple of weeks ago on the broadcast, second Chronicles 20. I did. You talked about the three, uh, armies that united to fight against God's people, Judah, And notice what happened when they started praising God, the Bible says God allowed that sound to go out and produce chaos and confusion in the camp of their enemies. And then it caused all their enemies to be destroyed because chaos fights against your increase, your productivity, your victory. 
And that's why the devil wants to insert it. Division and chaos, division and chaos. He wants to strip you of your productivity. He wants to stri- strip you of your ability to produce fruit in the kingdom of God. I love reading all the, the stories of the battles, Gideon, um, the King Jehoshaphat with, that you brought up in Second Chronicles, um, and even the Tower of Babel that you're speaking on, because it just should give us such heart knowing that right when the enemy is ready to strike, that's when God's all about disorder and chaos against our enemies. And so that's the same with what's going on in the world today. We don't need to be fearful and worried and concerned of what's going on. We should be, like I said in Isaiah, in perfect peace because I've put my entire thoughts and mind on what the word of God says. And that's why it's so good, you know, obviously to get the revelation of the word, it builds your faith, but to read these stories and see right at the moment, you know, the Tower of Babel, right at the moment as they're building, he let them build for a while. Mm -hmm. He let them get tired and spend money and work together. And then in a moment, chaos destroyed it. Same with the, with the armies that were coming. Like he said, praise, got them ready, suited up, ready, boom, chaos. So chaos, we, we, it goes to show you that we have control of that to cause that for our enemies. He should not be causing chaos in your life. You should be calling chaos in his life. Right. You should be confusing him. You should not be confused. You guys need to flip the coin. Let's switch that. You know, when the enemy comes at you with a bad report, you guys get something in the mail that you don't like. Switch it on him. Right. Praise the Lord in that moment. Praise him. Call out to him. Be in joy. Be in total peace. The enemy will be so confused. Right. <laughs> He'll leave scratching his head like, I just <laughs> tried to attack her with a disease, but she's dancing around her house. Total chaos to the enemy brings peace to your life. That's right. So when you provide chaos for the enemy, that's when peace floods your mind, floods your home, floods your body. And with peace, I feel like everything else happens. With peace, healing follows. Absolutely. With peace, joy follows. With peace, you can be stress-free. You don't have to deal with anxiety. With peace, it, it covers you. It guards. Did you already read it? Where, where is it where it says it guards your heart? Yeah, we heart. read it. Philippians 4, 7. Yeah, it, like you said, it's a guard. It's a barrier. Build that wall around you. And flip it on the devil. Don't let chaos in your home. Flip it to him. And when you do that, that's where you make room for peace. You know where it says, he reads a lot in, um, because he did a book on joy because it's such a strong revelation in his life of joy. But it says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So think of that with, with all the other things too. In his presence, there's fullness of love. In his presence, there's fullness of peace. Right. In his presence, there's fullness of healing. In his presence, there's fullness of, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're asking God for. So stay in his presence. That's what provides order and, and um, the chaos to leave is when you're in his presence. And I think people think of that as 
they need to be on their knees shouting and praying in tongues. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. think I got to be in church or I got to be in this state of, you know, locking myself in a prayer closet. But that, that, his no presence, one can live like that 100% of the life. So you have life. to realize that. You can't say, I can't do that because I can have, be in his presence and making dinner. Right. Of course you can. I can have my thoughts on him. And that's the thing. I can you have be to praying. cultivate I that. can be singing. I put on music all the time in my house. We just danced in the kitchen yesterday uh, when he was gone and my, my younger ones were with us. Not because I was gone. Yes. When I was gone. No. Making lunch. <laughs> you, you've got to cultivate that presence. And it doesn't have to be something, you know, I don't have time to go off all the time by myself. I'm gone for five seconds and, you know. Three little voices. Mom, where are you? You know, like literally five seconds. So I don't have a chance to go off in a prayer closet or, you know, there's times where I can do that, but it's not every day. But how can you stay in his presence? How can I get it? Like he said earlier, you can't downgrade. Peace is one of the fruits of the spirit. They all have to be seen at the same level. That's how Jesus operated. The fruit of the spirit is, I look at it like, almost like him and himself. Like I, th I look, I think of Jesus and when I see the fruit of the spirit, it, it makes his entire being to me. That's how I look at it. So you can't have peace downgraded and put other stuff higher. It all needs to be on the same playing field and realize that we have it and we need it. And it's something that we don't downplay. Absolutely. No, it's, it's very true. Because understand, that they, he gave us these things, these nine fruit of the Spirit. They are, I've been calling them the personality traits of Jesus Christ. They will produce, I like how uh, Paul said it in Galatians, against these things there is no law. There, there's, there's, no, there's no law against them, but there is a spiritual law behind them that will produce fruit. The, the final thing that I want to talk about, because we talk about peace and producing uh, fruit or increasing, uh, but number, number three is this, it's the power of God. You know, when you uh, allow chaos to fill your life, fill your home, fill your relationships, whatever it might be, God does not move in the midst of chaos. He'll use chaos against your enemies but he won't move in disorder. And that's why I want you to turn with me uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You know, Paul's dealing with this exact thing with the church in Corinth. They had disorder. <clears throat> they were dealing in disorder. And obviously Paul knew that God wanted to move and he wanted the church to be successful. He wanted to see people converted and discipled and, you know, people changed by the power of God, but they were happy partially because they were, uh, you know, immature, but he dealt with their immaturity, uh, by correcting them and showing them in this letter, you can't keep doing what you're doing in these church services. You can't keep having these assemblies filled with disorder. It won't, God won't be able to move like he wants to move if you just continually operate in disorder. And so he writes them a letter and in the 14th chapter of uh, 1 Corinthians, he starts dealing, what was their disorder? Well, there's, there's nothing bad about wanting to be used by, by God or be used in the gifts of the spirit. But as we'll see in a moment, it has to be done in order. You know, uh, there's been times we've been in services where 
you know, there's a specific gift or gifts of the spirit that are in manifestation. But a lot of times what happens to people is they'll feel the anointing, they get excited and they want to leap in and start, you know, uh, participating or doing something by the gifts of the spirit. However, it's not the gift of the spirit that's supposed to be in operation right now. For example, there's been a bunch of uh, uh, times where uh, we're believing for people to be healed. My father may call somebody out. That's the word of knowledge. <laughs> give them, give them a word of knowledge about what's going on with their life. But then that's followed up by, uh, the working of miracles, maybe the gift of faith and the working of miracles. Well, somebody will feel the power of God moving in the church. They may jump up and start giving a word <clears throat> in tongues on the other side of the church. And I've seen many times where my father will just say, hold on a second, hold that word. That's not the whole, first of all, the Holy Spirit's not confused. He's not confused and he's not schizophrenic and he's not going to detract from what he's doing over here by popping up and doing something over here. He's a God of order, not disorder. And so although, or, or I may see this, you know, somebody's getting prayed for and they start going into tongues. Well, now's not the time for the gift of tongues or interpretation. We need the working of miracles. We need the gift of faith in operation. And so uh, you have to focus on that because if you let your flesh take over uh, and, and you get all excited and you don't, uh, you don't uh, yield to the Holy Spirit, then what will happen is you can miss what God has planned for you because you didn't flow or yield to his spirit Instead, you'd start doing your own thing. And here's the key. And see also, and your dad is, you know, has been doing this for what, 40 something years. 44 and is years. wise enough to know that, how, that God does work in order. And so people get all huffy puffy or offended or, you know. And by the way, when they do, that is proof they weren't operating by the spirit of Christ. Right. Because if you get up with your word and you're prophesying or whatever you want to do, and then you're corrected by spiritual leadership and you get offended and storm out of the service, proof positive that wasn't the Holy Ghost on you. Right. And I've, and I've been in a lot of the services where I've, I've seen that yep. happen. But I also know that the reason he's doing it is because he knows this revelation of God is a God of order and right. he's trying to work and what God's telling him to do. And there can't be chaos because it's not going to work. Right. So he needs to make sure that there is order because God has a specific order of what's going on. He's speaking directly to that person, you know, through the minister, whether it be your dad or someone else who operates that way, that there has to be an order. And when chaos happens around, just like, you know, and it's, it, it's not that people are, you know, full of the devil when it's happening. They just have to know that there's a specific order and how the Holy Spirit works and to not let their flesh take over. No more than these people in Corinthians were full of the devil. Right. They weren't full of the devil. It's that if you don't learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit, see, he, here's the problem. He says to them at the very beginning of the, the letter, and then I'll, this will help you go all the way back to chapter one of first Corinthians. Notice this. Paul makes this distinction to this very immature church. They may have been immature, but they had the gifts of the spirit in operation, which shows you, you don't have to be a mature 30 year believer to operate in the gifts of the spirit. 
In fact, if you read the Great Commission, Mark chapter 16, these signs will follow them that believe. Who, who's it talking about? Those that just heard the gospel, just were converted, just were baptized. Now that they are, these signs will follow them. They'll cast out devils. They'll heal the sick. They'll speak with tongues. You see, it's not the 30 year veterans. It's the brand new converts in Mark 16. Same here. These were young, immature Christians and they're operating fully and proficiently in the gifts of the spirit. Listen to first Corinthians chapter one. I'm going to read verses four through, let's say seven. Uh, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do, do you see what was happening here? Paul's writing them saying, hey, I've heard about your church. I'm thanking God for you. I know exactly what you have, all knowledge, all speech. You don't lack any gift in your church, not any. So they were very proficient in the gifts of the spirit. However, what they didn't have was wisdom and order. So Paul, being a good spiritual leader, knows I've got to bring correction so God can do what he wants to do with the Corinthian church. And notice the point that Paul makes. He says, um, he, he says this, uh, verses 13 through 16, he said, therefore, and by the way, if you don't know the, the context of this, the problem that they were having is that their services were chaotic because so many people would jump up and start speaking in tongues, giving words in tongues, and it would bring d- distraction. It's like you got, if you got 13, 15 people all speaking in tongues at the same time or all jumping up and giving words in tongues and nobody's interpreting, it's a problem. There's nobody being edified in the body when that's happening. So notice what he says, verse 13, 1 Corinthians 14, 13. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I'll pray with the spirit, but with my mind also. I'll sing praise with my spirit, but I'll sing with my mind also. Otherwise, verse 16, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he doesn't know what you're saying? For you might be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but... In church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So do you see the point he's making? He's saying in a church service, it's important for God to uh, have his agenda carried out. You've got outsiders coming in. You've got people that need to be saved. You've got people that need to be converted and discipled. However, if all you do is just get all pumped up in your gifts of the spirit for the us for no more, shut the door. How are these people going to be saved? How are they going to be discipled? How will they be edified? How will they be built up? And that's what God wants. So what's it going to take? Order. It's going to take order and it's going to take wisdom. It's going to take a a proper yielding to the Holy Spirit. So notice this. uh, And we're now in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 33. Look what he said. Actually, I'll go back to 31. For for you can all prophesy one by one so so that all may learn and be encouraged. Look, 
and the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. You know what he was saying? God's not going to force you. Don't give me the excuse that we couldn't help ourselves. The Holy Ghost came upon us. My God, I couldn't. Have. Don't give me that excuse. You know, people use that excuse in church. Well, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stop myself. I felt the Holy Ghost. I had to jump up and give it. No, don't give me that excuse because Paul taught the spirit of a prophet is subject unto the prophet, which means you can control yourself. You can control you. God's not a puppeteer. He's not going to grab you like Pinocchio and have you dance around the church and you can't stop yourself. I don't even know what I'm doing. I didn't mean to do that. No, it's not going to happen. Don't give me that excuse. The spirit of prophets are subject to prophets for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. You see that he's not a God of confusion. He's a God of peace, which means order. Now go down. There's my friend, Dwayne. Love you, buddy. Ooh, just got cold in here. You just felt the Holy Ghost. I, 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 um, <laughs> I played basketball with Dwayne. That's a good man right there. Um, verse 40, listen to what Paul said. But all, now he, he's also given them a warning. Just because I'm correcting you, don't cut it all out of your service. Don't, listen, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, which always makes me laugh. Uh, but look what the Bible says. It says, so my brothers, verse 39 earnestly desire to prophesy. You should desire to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. You should speak in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. There's my man, Larry Salai. Haven't seen him in years. I love that man. That's a good man right there. Went to high school with him, played ball with him. He served our country in the military. Good man. Love you, Larry. Miss you, buddy. And so you understand what, what Paul said. All things should be done how? Decently and in order. Church is not supposed to be a place of chaos where everything's just going a million miles an hour. Nobody knows where to look, what to do. It's order. We need order and we, we need wisdom. Oh. How? I've been, you've I've just been, been to so many <laughs> churches where the people run the show and I'm like, oh, Lord, get me out. It's crazy. Get me out. And that's why things won't happen there. That's why there's no move of the spirit. God that's can't why people move in chaos. aren't getting healed. That's why people are still living in their same sin. It's because there's too much chaos. Right. And there's no order. And it's just not how God's going to work. Well, it made me not. think, you know, I just saw Larry uh, log on Larry Selah. He was in the military. You know, you don't have chaos in the military. You have order. You know, no, people ain't running around doing what they want to do. You do what your CO tells you to do. You've got a commanding officer. And that's why the Bible says that the, the body of Christ is Pastor likened. Should do that. Take a lap around this sanctuary <laughs> right, right now. Drop down and give me 50. Uh, <laughs> and seriously, seriously, that's why the Bible uh, likens the body of Christ to the army of God. Because we are the army of God. We are not our own, the Bible says. We've been bought with a price. I don't control me. I obey what my commanding officer tells me to do. Hashtag bring back manly men. That's exactly it. <laughs> and I agree with Larry. It applies to all matters of our life. Order. Order applies to every area of your life. If you don't want to live in chaos, if you don't want to live in anxiety, if you don't want to live in fear, if you don't want to live in depression, order your life. You know, one of the areas people don't order their life and they, they live in drama, they don't order their relationships. They give just anybody access to their life. And you got people that all they do is live in drama. 
And you've got, come take full access in my life. Come hang out at my house. Come Come talk in my ear. And then all you got is these drama pinpoints that just keep sticking around your life. But because you won't order your life and relationships, you now are filled with drama and you didn't even want to be. You didn't even want to deal with that stuff. Worked up people get me every time. And that's why it's, you got you guard yourself. <laughs> you know, let me, let me say this. Anybody that all they do is constantly bring um, chaos or drama into your life so that you're always worked up, you're either angry, you're either uh, upset, you're, you feel bad about what they said to you, you're, you don't have peace, you don't have joy. Let me give you a word from the Lord that will help you for the rest of your life delete their number from your phone and block them on social media. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That just helped you right there. People have allowed others. Let it go. Let it go. There's my friend, Kofi. I love you. Thank Thank you you for doing that. Just block their number. Block them on social media. Stop giving them access to your life. Stop giving them access to your family. Stop giving them access to your mind. Stop you know, answering you know, them. Yeah. The whole you, book of Proverbs talks about how foolish you are for people who do that. Someone someone uh, wrote me this week and was worked up about a post someone did and asking me how to answer them. I wrote back. Was why, the post to that person? Or was it just something they posted on social? No, something they posted on social. I wrote back, why do you feel the need to comment? Exactly. She's not asking you personally. She's not wanting to change with your answer. Why would you get worked up? And now that's all you're thinking about right. for the day on how to comment correctly to this person. They don't care. Do you know they, what? Don't, they don't want your answer. Your answer is not going to make them go, hmm, right. maybe I'm wrong. It, it's ridiculous. And that kind of stuff we have to end today because... It causes chaos in your life. Yep. And then it's, why this? And I'm thinking about this. And now this person's mad at me. And just like he said, delete it. Block whatever they're posting. It's ridiculous. You don't need to answer everybody. Exactly right. They're not asking you. I learned that a long time ago. Don't meddle in in business that nobody asked you. If somebody comes to you in a private message and genuinely says, hey, can you help me with this? you're you're acting one way and and this is what I know but can you can you tell me why you believe this way and let me well, tell then you I answer them when you do that you know what it does it actually gives you authority to why answer are you them taking the words out of my mouth Ted didn't even get to finish my sentence that's what I was gonna say <laughs> she needs an ISO camera somebody get an ISO camera on her it gives you authority say it well you already did it gives well you it gives you authority it <laughs> No, it puts you in the place to now speak into their life and let Which you couldn't before. And let their spirit man grab hold of what you have to say and mull it over right. and think about it and have time for change. That's exactly but right. But I learned that a long time ago. And people will use the excuse, Well, I love them so much, so I just wanna, you know, give them my two thoughts about it or I I, I they they pull it back on them and it's like, but I really care and I really this. But they didn't ask you. And so you don't have the position to now speak into their life. And so when I, I wrote that back to her, she was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And and I, I, I said, yeah, it's a post. She's not really asking you right. to answer. Yeah. And, the, and, and the, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you how much better my life has gotten. 
just from, I mean, I can think of two or three people right now that I've completely blocked, that I've completely eliminated from my social media. Uh, bring back my man so lions can hunt. <laughs> but I, I'm, I honestly, how much better? I can think of two or three people right now that I deleted them out of my phone and blocked them on all social media. And they're still annoying other people. And I'll, people will kind of, did you see what so-and-so posted today? Like, nope, didn't see it at all because I've blocked the heck out of them. You are in control of the gift of peace that God's given to you. Don't right. relinquish it so easy. Don't play into this foolishness. Yep. Don't be the fools that God speaks about in Proverbs. Don't be that. Be the one where <laughs> say it be the one where wisdom just like Solomon he said when he got to ask the Lord he wanted wisdom and because God saw that he gave him way more than what he asked for yeah but start with asking for wisdom you know it's interesting I know that word's been thrown around a lot this year let's but use learn, wisdom guys. learn to decipher on that um, please you you saying that it's very interesting because when, when you, you from, but when you say when you say that <laughs> we started yeah don't please I know don't. don't 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 go on go 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 when you <laughs> when you're talking about the fact of eliminating people out of your life that bring drama or whatever you know the first thing people always say Kofi <laughs> still said not delivered. You were, you were one of them. No, I'm just kidding. You, you know what? People always automatically say, well, that doesn't seem very Christian. You're going to block someone. You're going to cut them off. That doesn't seem very Christian. For all of you that are watching or listening or even on the replay or podcast that think that way, let me read you a Family's Bible verse. Family is included in this, Teresa. Yeah. Let me read you a Bible verse. Family is included. Let me read you a few Bible verses. Titus chapter 3. Uh, let me read with verse 9 and 10 and verse 11 as well. Titus 3, 9 through 11. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, and he is self-condemned. There it is. Verses 10 and 11 should free you forever. That was the biblical block button. The biblical block button. Have nothing more. Warn them the once, warn them twice, then have nothing more to do with them. In another passage where he's giving the same type of advice, you know what he says? Don't even eat with such people. Don't even eat with them. Cut them off and leave them cut off. It'll, it will change your life for the better, forever, forever. Anybody can name that movie in the comments. I'm buying you coffee. If you get that reference, because that was obscure. But if you get it, and I bet somebody will because you attract who you are. And people will try to push it. They will people try to will push try it. To, How come you haven't called me? He, How come you're not texting people me? People will write me things, but I know the person, and I'm like, It's like, how come you won't text me back? How come you won't call me back? I'm like, Kofi, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people. Hannah Campbell! I posted this. 
I posted this I knew it because be it's Hannah. what I felt. And so I don't need you. Hannah, to my mind. you are it. It's, it's coming to you. It was Sandlot. It was Sandlot. Yeah, but you're too slow, Doreen and Shannon. It was <laughs> Hannah Epic Campbell, who's got a babe on the way. Mary just said, why did you block me? <laughs> I'm telling you, your life will be so good. So good. Block and delete. Block and delete. Block, block delete. Block delete. Block, block delete. delete. It will change your life forever for the better. And um, we're going to pray because here's the deal. Before we hit 2021, don't wait till 2021 to do this stuff. Why would you wait till 2021 to establish order in your house and in your life? We're gathering up our garments. We're getting ready to run. We're getting ready to run. Larry knew what it was. We're getting ready what to did run. You say that was from Sandler. Forever. Oh. You don't remember that part? No. Um, that was kind of like a boy movie growing up. What would you say? So, like, I mean, I've seen it, but I didn't, like, ever, like, memorize it. Not that it, you know, girls can watch it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> girls can watch it. Equal equality. Well, I know. We've showed it to Maddie. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, as a girl scanning through a young girl, I didn't, we're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch little boys play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> just. Sounds creepy. Seen it. Yeah. Um, that's probably the way I've never done it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be the greatest year we've ever had. 2021. Balloon sleeves. <laughs> Just can't get over how funny they look on the screen. No, they look beautiful. They look so beautiful that you need an ISO camera I just for those sleeves. I'm going up. You're, you're like uh, Anne of Green Gables with puff sleeves. I'll take it. Yeah. I like that time period. So, was that a movie that you can get on board with? Yes. Not little boys playing baseball. It's a girl oh, writing poetry. They had more sense back then and acted more like ladies and were classy. <laughs> we need more Anne of Green Gables Faith, around this world. Faith, I'm glad you hear, heard it today. Okay. In my but, opinion. No, Mary Jo's saying, I've had a few people ask me, why did you unfriend me? And you know what, Mary Jo? Say, be, did be I? Honest. I didn't even know. No, don't say that. <laughs> be honest. Say, you know what? The reason I unfriended you is because your posts... <laughs> <laughs> number one, would irritate the Say heck it. out of me. Say good. And number two, uh, it was just bringing chaos into my life. It, it was bringing, it was upsetting me, you know, or whatever. Be honest about it and let them know. Do it in love. But the Bible says that after warning them once, warning them twice, have nothing more to do with them. Just flat out be like, listen, it was bothering me, you know, and I didn't want that kind of, I didn't want that, those feelings in my life. I didn't want that to live that way. So, you know, I just, I, I couldn't deal with it. And so I'm, I'm just not uh, following your posts anymore. I'm not worried about it. If they get offended, they get offended. They weren't really your friend anyway. Oh, you know? So tired. People that love you will love you no matter what. People. Yeah, I'm not doing that. We're not walking on eggshells that, for anybody. That, that, ugh, that will cause chaos in your life in itself. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Alan Hawes in Tampa says, you're like a skinnier, uglier Dwayne Johnson, but more anointed, of course. Thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate that. I don't know which part I love about it, but I love that comment. Skinnier or uglier? Which one? I don't know. I like them both. <laughs> but I'm more anointed. <laughs> Jessica Arnold said, can you block your husband asking for a friend? <laughs> Why would you want to block you a can, beard that majestic? Unless you're one of those people that have the, 
husband and wife shared Facebook Then you account. can't. See, there you go. Another <laughs> reason why joint Facebook accounts. Have your own Facebook account, people. Is because what are you going to do when you want to block your husband or wife on Facebook? Can't Remove do it. Remove their name. Because you've got a <laughs> joint account. Remove their name. Just saying. My wife's been blocked for like 15 years. I just want to know real quick why people do that. Do you feel like two Facebook accounts are too much? Are you spying you know what, on you, them? No, you know what it really it's probably is? Issue? It's probably because pastor, one of them pastor. doesn't really get on social that much. And like, cause like, you know, the ones that we do see do that, the ones that comment. But then why get on it at all? They just want to say something and then they do like dash and then it's the wife's name. <laughs> well, it's I think like, it's probably because like, for example, people that do have it, when they, um, when they comment, it's always the person who uses social that's doing the commenting. So we always know who it is. I know. For example, Which if it's like, if it's like uh, Jordan Elizabeth, if it's commenting, it's always Jordan. If it's Brian Nicole, it's always Brian. I know, but then it's like, then randomly Nicole jumps on and she'll say something. It's like, dash Nicole Hart. I'm calling you out. She's letting you know. He said warning once. Here's my warning. It's weird. <laughs> I feel like you should pray for the people, Sister Carolyn. Go ahead. You want me to do it? Because we're going to pray chaos right out of their face. <laughs> Sick of this chaos. <laughs> I know, Janine, you have it. You came to mind. I love Todd, you. Todd, Janine, and Kyle, And she loves Kuba. me. She's not offended but listen, by it. She didn't just add her husband, but Kyle is on there as well. See? Did I get that wrong or right? We have the whole family. It's a family Facebook account. Lena said we're out of control. I'm going to pray for Lena. Of the whole fam family. It's weird. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> We love you guys. Let Thanks, me pray Tracy. for you. Let me pray for you. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying for every person watching and listening. We want to be in position for what you have prepared for us in 2021. We don't want to miss the blessing you have prepared. We want to be in the right place at the right time to receive the inheritance that we have. Lord, I pray right now you'd strengthen every one of us. If there are decisions that need to be made before this new year begins, if there are relationships that need to be cut out, if there are things that need to be adjusted to remove chaos from our lives so that we can walk in perfect peace, Father, embolden us today. Don't let us care about what people may say or people may think. Fill us with boldness and strength in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to make the changes necessary so that we can see victory, total victory in 2021. We thank you that our lives will be filled with order, the order of heaven. And because they are, we will see uh, supernatural peace, supernatural productivity, and the power of God at work in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray this, because I'm sure there are areas in our lives where we don't even recognize it's causing chaos. Highlight those for us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let something take place where it reveals itself to us, where we can see that needs to be removed. That needs to be changed. Highlight it. Lord, in the next few days, highlight it so that we can clearly see what needs to be removed from our lives before we hit 2021 in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise that divine order is filling our lives, our families. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you glory for that. We give you praise 
in Jesus' wonderful name. And if you believe it, somebody shout amen. Throw some fire in the comments section if you're standing with me, believing for divine order, chaos, supernaturally removed, being in position for the blessing of God in 2021. We're going to run like we never have in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, before we go, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed today. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, if there was ever a great month to sow, it's this month of December, setting ourselves up for harvests in 2021. We are setting ourselves up for harvests in 2021. I believe it's going to be a year where we will run from harvest to harvest. I, re I honestly believe that. I'm setting myself up to run from harvest to harvest. <laughs> Maddie said, I almost yelled amen in the back. She but felt she that prayer. In, in, in. And, and <laughs> she felt that she felt that prayer all the way in the back. We're going to run from harvest to harvest. I honestly believe that it's going to be one of those years where the plowman overtakes the reaper. Like the Bible says, we'll be in the midst of planting the seed and still taking a harvest with the other hand, planting with one taken with the other. It's going to overtake our harvests. Yeah. are going to overtake our seeds. That's I believe that. That's why you that. never wait to just sow at a holiday or a special service. Yep. Constantly sow and constantly reap. That's right. When one I, hand I mean, releasing, it, one it, hand it, gathering. It, it's such a simple idea, but I mean, it is a true revelation that you get. Because I mean, I remember years ago when I finally saw it as constantly planting, constantly sowing. I mean... Daily. You should be giving daily. Yeah. Daily giving because you want to reap daily because you know, people will sow, you know, a special Easter seed and we've got a special New Year's seed. <laughs> getting reckless with that, man. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, you know, they'll get a harvest here and a harvest there. And they're just like, man, this, you know, such a spaced out time. But it's important. Daily sowing daily reaping. I want to tell you a, a testimony. Um, I felt in my spirit to bless somebody yesterday financially. And, um, you know, they were very, very happy about it. Very thankful. Um, it's amazing. As soon as I blessed that person, somebody blessed back the exact same amount. But then I was talking to that person and they really wanted to get involved in Miracle Word University, but really couldn't at this time. But I just got a message from Miss Lynn who said, I would like to bless someone with the Miracle Word U bundle. If you know someone who would like to sign up and may not be in a position to enroll. And that's why I just sent a message back to her answer to prayer because just yesterday, literally yesterday, I was talking uh, with this person who wanted to be a part of Miracle Word University and could not do it. And uh, now she can. the Holy Spirit speaking to Miss Lynn, providing. See, that's, that's how it works. God's a provider. And God will use us and our generosity, not only to bless others, but so that we ourselves can be blessed. It's supernatural. God is so good. And so thank you, Lynn. That's a huge blessing to that person who I just talked to yesterday in the evening, the afternoon, uh, and I'm telling you, God's doing it. And he's going to provide for your family. He's going to provide for your children. Those of you that are watching, we're putting ourselves in position to be blessed. That's a supernatural thing. I mean, it seems small to some people, but to others, it's huge. 
because let me tell you, when I was speaking to this person yesterday, they told me uh, that they began to cry when that came through. And uh, of course, now second part to their prayers answered right now. And uh, I'm sure it'll touch their heart again to see how much God cares for them. Think about this, how much God cares for you that not only does he know that you need a little bit of uh, extra finance in this holiday season, but to even know the desire of your heart that you want to take these courses at Miracle Word University and has somebody that hears from the Holy Ghost like Lynn to sow that seed. And now even the desire of your heart to go deeper in the word of God with these courses is answered by the provider. Supernatural. I love this verse and it's in Psalm 4, 3. And I wrote next to it when I highlighted it a while, a long time ago, that it's profitable to live godly. Yes. You can be sure of this. This is Psalms 4, 3. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Amen. So the godly have things coming to them. The righteous, meaning right standing with God, has things coming to them. You just have to ask. He listens and he provides. It wasn't even 24 hours. And the godly called out and said, listen, I want to do this. I want to increase my knowledge and, and wisdom in the word of God. But I can't, I can't do it. I need help, Lord. Yeah. And with that, someone else... Feels the spirit. Feels the spirit because the other person called and God will answer. Amen. It is profitable to live godly. That's it. It is profitable to live in right standing with God. That's exactly right. I mean, think about, isn't it amazing to you how the strands all come together in the body of Christ, that we're all connected in this way and that by the leading of the spirit, God uses us as a family to bless each other. Does that blow your mind? That, you know, Lynn doesn't even know the person that I was talking to yesterday. Doesn't even know who it is. But the Lord knows and the Lord's watching out for his faithful people. And because Lynn is led by the Holy Ghost like we're supposed to be, she feels to step out and do that thing. But notice because we're all connected by the Spirit, that leading that she had, it comes right back and blesses that person that was just dealing with this yesterday and all in one moment by the strands of the Holy Spirit that connect the body of Christ, we're all blessed because of each other. I love what the Bible said in the book of Acts about the early church. And they had all things in common and nobody was lacking or needing anything. That's how the body of Christ should be. We have all things in common. It's a wonderful thing to be able to be a blessing. And when you're standing with this ministry, I want you to hear it today. You are a blessing to this generation. You are a blessing to this world and you're getting ready to be even more of a blessing as we expand in this upcoming year to touch the world, literally the world. I'm not saying that figuratively, literally the world, over 180 nations of the world on a weekly basis. You're going to do a great job. I'm actually just turning that over to you. I was going to play I video I always say games. that when he announces it. You're going to do a great job. <laughs> she doesn't want me, but I actually am going to be home playing Candy Crush Saga while she's speaking to the nations. No, but seriously, you're a blessing. So we want to encourage you to sow a seed. We want to encourage you to partner with us, stand with us on a monthly basis. Ask the Lord, what can I do on a monthly basis that will uh, allow me to be a blessing to the world and bring a harvest back into my life? It has to take faith. 
And so on the screen, of course, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you can swipe up and in the description, there's a link you can click to sow a seed and go to miracleword.com. Right on the give page, there's every avenue to give that there is, uh, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, uh, and then you can use a, a card, debit or credit right there on the website. Or if you're in Facebook, Periscope, or Twitter, not YouTube, you can use hashtag donate in the comments section and sow a seed right there. We're doing something special in the month of December. Um, you have three options for what you'd like to receive if you're standing with us at $85 or more. Uh, we have two books, Healing the Sick by Dr. T.L. Osborne. Or if you already have that book, Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth, both of them healing classics. These are phenomenal books. Uh, they've both been in my library since the beginning and uh, it's amazing. And then uh, my father has made it available to us, uh, his 40 years of marriage and ministry uh, book of uh, literally stories from around the world and in this nation of what God's used them to do over the last 40 years, supernatural. And he's going to sign those for you as well. All three of them are available for your sewing. All you have to do to get it is to go to miracleword.com forward slash offer to make sure that we have your address and that we know you sewed and then to make your choice of which one you'd like um, for your sewing. Um, Charlene said, what are some suggestions to sew every day? Uh, we're talking money here. <laughs> you can become part partners with us. No, I mean, when you become a partner with a with a ministry that the Lord's drawn you to, don't look at it as I'm giving this uh, mon monthly seed. I mean, it's broken down daily if you want to look at it that way, because, you know, also when you're connected with us, we give to um, feed children daily. So you're constantly sowing daily. Right. I, I know, you know, your I, seed is working. I, I have daily. a lot of um, we have several ministries and things that we have monthly automatics that come out. And so I look at it as, you know, that is a daily thing. It's one time a month because it comes out that way. But when you think about it, just with the 30 days and you can divide it there, I am giving daily. Of course. When I have connected with something that the Lord has um, to told us to connect with, yeah. you know, uh, there's tons of ministries out there. Not everything God has told us to be, uh, you know, connected to that way. And so when you sign up with a partnership, like you do with Miracle Word, you are giving daily. Technically, yeah, I, I mean, I, I say it that way. Your seed is working daily because because it is you know, we're, we're the work of the ministry. There's things going on is being daily. done daily. So as you partner with us, your seed works every day. It's not just feeding children every day. We're preaching every so day. So don't just look at it as one time a month. That's right. People kind of look at it like, well, I just gave well, that think one about, time Think a about month, it this way. But you it's get, working daily in that month. Let, let's <laughs> say you're, if you got paid weekly or you got paid bi-weekly, you're not looking at that paycheck and saying, well, I'm only getting I'm only getting this money once a week. No. But you're not working once a week. Right. You're, you're you working got daily paid for the daily work. That so that's did. just, that's just the total of what your work has earned you every day. Same with your seed. And obviously it is important to sow constantly, but understand this, your seeds always working. Your seed is always working. It's producing harvest. that's coming back into your hand by the power of the Holy ghost. And so we want to bless you with one of those three things. If you'd like it, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. Don't forget 
Go to MiracleWordKids.com and grab the brand new Bible reading mission for December, going through the uh, Gospel of Luke, Birth of Christ. It's Christmas time. And then, of course, the Christmas boxes. If you just logged on, you didn't get to hear this. We've got the most awesome Christmas boxes available to you, limited quantity. So you got to get it while you can. And it has to be done before the 14th of December, or we can't get it to you in time. The and box, it comes wrapped. Yeah. Like, it, it, like the box actually comes wrapped. That's awesome. So the kids, you can even put it right under the tree. You don't even have to wrap it. It comes really cute, Christmassy. It doesn't even say, you, the box that you see there is wrapped. So it, it, it could be a surprise too. So you get a no kid's pot Bible, pink you get or blue, a Bible, tumbler, purple or green, yep, slap bracelet, bracelets, crafts, candies, toys, and more all stuffed into one box. Yep. Only $35 with free shipping. Uh, and so get a hold of that, man. That's a, a great deal. And then, of course, our brand new course, Divine Prosperity, uh, is in the store, uh, excuse me, in the school and available. And there's the bundle. Only $249. You get 40 hours of teaching almost. It's a great, great deal. Listen, I've been so happy to have Carolyn on today. Hopefully, she'll come back again. <laughs> I'm were, hoping. Were you happy? She's a lioness. Were you regretting it? But... I'm regretting it now. I'm not. Uh, it was wonderful. I think the best way to end today, because we all need it. Me to sing Ave a little, Maria. A li- can you? Ave Maria. Wow, that was every note right. <laughs> um, You're such a liar. No, it was. On the broadcast. It was. It was every right note. Uh, let's do some Christian cardio. <laughs> We need a little Christian cardio. We need to, uh, what is it called? Believer size? Yeah. We need a little believer Maddie size. Maddie does it around the house now. Maddie's a believer. We need to get her one of those uh, outfits. We love you guys. Maddie, Have an come awesome do a day. believer size. Come get a little believer size, come on. Maddie. Do a little bit. Come on, run. Run. Run! Right here, right in, right in front of the table. Just walk across and do something. She knows it. She memorizes everything she watches. All right. Believer size, go. Did they just spin? What do you mean? You just got camera shy all of a sudden? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Whose child are you? Unbelievable. Get out of here. You're fired. Go. You're fired. Out. Fired. You're fired. All right. We love you guys. She'll do it as soon as the camera's off. As soon as it's off. You're grounded. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you guys. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.